<laughs> we started like in this super weird. Uh, sorry, I'm gonna have to cut all of this. <laughs> sorry, so, I didn't watch the screen. We have no intro for this episode. gonna it's be bag, baby <laughs> it's not really my bag like this is bad because i'm actually really shocked that oh yeah you're listening to the fashion grunge podcast and we're talking <laughs> about austin powers the oh, first God. one <laughs> international man of mystery it's actually really funny that we haven't done this one yet because oh. as i watched it i was like i used to watch this all like i knew the entire movie all the time i didn't even have to watch it when i looked down i was like god i remember i know everything that's happening like i've seen this so much that's, that's, that's us with so many different movies like too many to count like <laughs> scream i don't need to watch clueless craft Clu- oh yeah i don't the craft fear like all these movies i can just i can play them in my head automatically <laughs> like i've seen them so much but this actually really made me forgot how much i miss mike myers yeah, me too. as like a funny man and a, and on snl and in like wayne's world and like all the characters that he creates which we still have to do wayne's world i think i'm gonna do that one with jules i think she mentioned but um but yeah it's just i, for, I kind of forgot about mike myers because he's kind of like isn't he like kind of semi-retired i think so i don't know if he's like made it public like some celebrities do um, but I think he's just kind of doing other things, you know? I mean, yeah. Cause I don't know what he's doing. Like I, I haven't seen him in anything new unless he's doing like, let me see. Mm-mm. Um, he is, oh, okay. Well he does voices. Obviously he did like yeah. Shrek and stuff. I yeah. mean, he's probably living on that Shrek money. Let's be real. <laughs> like oh, hell yeah and i don't keep, think he has to do anything and they keep they keep coming out with like shorts and stuff on disney plus and you know oh he was in bohemian rhapsody which i did not see oh it totally was you you still haven't seen that no i still haven't seen that it's and dope. he it's also dope. was in amsterdam that movie that came out like last year yeah i haven't seen that too like amazing cast yeah i think it's uh david o russell wasn't like christian bale in it I think in Anya Taylor Joy, I think. Right? Yeah, it was like a one of those casts where like there are a whole bunch of people. Yeah. After that, it looks like he hasn't really done much, and then it's like Shrek voices. Yeah. Like voices for different things and movies and like TV movies and shorts for Shrek and stuff. Yeah, so he he can work when he wants to work. <laughs> yeah. Seems. That's so funny. Like, so this movie, I don't remember the first time I saw it. I don't think I saw it in the theater, but I may have, but I don't think so. I feel like I may have rented it and I owned it on tape and I owned the CD and this soundtrack became the way I would fall asleep when I was like 14. I would put it on the CD player at night and then it would just stop after the the CD was up. So when I was listening to the soundtrack the other day, I was like, well, I haven't listened to this in years, like in probably 20 years at least. And I was like, whoa, I'm transported back into like, I remember (laughs) putting the CD on to go to sleep and hearing like Burt Bacharach. Yeah. And kind of like drifting off to sleep and it's such a great 70s swingy like but cool covers from like 90s bands trying to sound 70s like it's such a great soundtrack mm-hmm. so, so that's oh, another one amazing soundtrack what's your history with austin powers um well i know i saw 
the second and the third one in the theater. I can't remember if I saw the first one or not. Um, but it's like one of my favorite movies. I mean, it's definitely like in my top 20, you know? And yeah. I like this one better than the others. Oh, but, Sam. But The Spy Who Shagged Me, which is the second one, and Goldmember, which we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. um, have their own cute qualities. Yes, I think Beyonce is not the best actress in the world. Oh, have the better. beehive after you. Please, I mean, the beehive, please do come, not attack me. Come toward me. I mean, uh, please <laughs> attack uh, Mikey's DMs. <laughs> I did not say that. She's not the best actress in the world, but it's a lot better than, side note, like Pink Panther. I mean, oh, this is true. I don't know if you I did like that video for Check On It. I did, though, yeah. <laughs> But just on the soundtrack to Big Panther. But the same with Heather Graham. Like, but they did what I believe Mike Myers wanted them to do. Yeah, that's true. Um, but this is just—I mean, this is fucking amazing. And he and Elizabeth Hurley have so such great on-screen chemistry. He does with everyone. He does with everyone. Like, I feel like he's so good at just being funny with everyone. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. But this is such—it's such fun, and it's uplifting. Like, if you're like down or something you just want to put on something really stupid and just i mean because this is a parody of all of those uh 007 movies which i've never still have never seen a james bond movie not 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 a one what nothing what so i'm actually kind of excited because i feel like i'm gonna start when I do, I'm going to watch, like, was it Roger Moore, right? Isn't he the first one? Or is it Sean Connery? Is he the no, first one? Roger Moore is the first one. Then Sean Connery took over, which was basically, like, Austin Powers, like, inspiration because he's, like, hairy-chested and everything. It's the Sean Connery one. It's Sean Connery. Oh, okay. Then it went from Sean Connery to Timothy Dalton. Oh, that's right. I did hear Timothy Dalton was. I think. And then Pierce Brosnan... And then, and then Daniel Craig, right? Daniel Craig, and then... TBD. TBD, but... <laughs> the new one. But apparently it's a woman. Oh, that would be cool. I, th- I haven't seen the last cup, the last few, but they're, the last one, whatever it's called, had a woman in it, and I believe that's the one that's taking, quote-unquote, taking over. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because it's just the na- the number, so it's and- not like... it. It's just he's the guy, but 007 could be anyone. They could pass the number oh, yeah, on, sure. yeah, yeah, to someone else. And That's it doesn't cool. have to be a man. Yes, it's been a man forever and a day. Even like the cartoons and some of the TV series. Oops, sorry, that was my alarm. <laughs> Wait, what is your alarm? Um, uh, what is that called? The I torture you from a, uh, um, the is it the joke? Uh, Suicide Squad. Oh, I don't even know. Wait, is that the new Suicide or the first one? The first one. The one uh, with Jared Leto and the Joker? Yeah, it's... What uh, song is that? What is that? What song is... What, like, part... Oh, is Sucker, that, for, Sucker for Pain. Is that in the movie? Yeah. Oh, shit. I, I literally have not seen that movie again. It was so bad. It was... I'm, ooh, <laughs> they're gonna come for you now. No, they won't. No one's coming for me for saying know. the Suicide Squad is bad. Just like I always say about about my vampires not sparkling and we're not gonna open oh that we can't highlight. open that that pandora's no, box no, we're not gonna do it but like i say with my vampires not sparkling my joker does not have grills or tattoos or face tattoos and is not jared leto i think i've either said this on my old podcast or one of episodes of yours but 
Jared Leto. Uh oh. He cannot play in the DC Universe playground nor the Marvel playground. No, he could. Yeah, he, both of them flopped. It more Morbius, the living quote unquote oh, uh, he was in a couple years ago. It was so bad. I didn't see it, but it looked pretty terrible. I, you're you're gonna hit me, but I paid for that shit on Amazon. Oh, you saw in the theater? Oh, you rented it? Oh, you rented it like on the TV? Girl, I rented it. Oh no! Oh, that <laughs> sucks. I, I wanted a refund so badly. Oh, was it that? Well, did you like? Well, I'm sorry for a Marvel minute for a second here because yeah. you just saw the Marvels. And I yeah. we both just finished the Loki series, yeah. like. I told you that I would come back into the fold for Loki mm. and then I was out again. Yep. So I'm, I'm basically out now because Loki's closed a chapter. Like when I was watching the finale of, of the new Loki series, I was just like, this feels like I am also now done. <laughs> like yeah. I'm sitting at the end of time and I am like sitting in my chair and I'm like done. <laughs> come on, come on, Ravona. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ravona Renslayer. I need a spinoff of Ravona immediately. I totally. love her. I like totally. love her. But um, but yeah, so I feel like that's kind of how <laughs> that's what it symbolizes it too. But I was just like he Mo, morbius or is it Mo, when mobius is in it's morbius because mobius is the character that's in loki mobius is in loki morbius is the the vampire the vampire thing yeah. and then with all this like new article about in variety about like how blade has been like kind of doomed from the start it really has and been. it's just like oh everything seems to be kind of going wrong the marvels came out which is kind of like i haven't seen it but it just seems like it it's like okay. lukewarm reception like it's not horrible but I, people are just tired of anything i don't think it has to do with the movie i think it has to do with like the time that it's coming out now like, I think they obviously plan for this to come out in, in around holiday time, but they didn't anticipate that people would just not be into this anymore. Yeah. And I think maybe in three or four years, maybe people will like watch the movie again and be like, oh, it's actually pretty good. We just kind of like weren't really in the mood for it when it came out, which is what happens to so many movies. It really does come out at the wrong time. So it really does. And Marvel and DC are just they have put themselves I mean, there's so many reasons why and how, but they would put themselves in, in a hole and they're desperately trying to crawl themselves back up. Yeah, like they need and, to take a, a hiatus. They really do. For like both of them, for like two years. Like give no one any superhero shit. So people have time to ingest other stuff, watch other yeah. content. I don't know that it's not practical for them, but like just people will appreciate it more if you really take your time and make a great film on the comeback. And then everybody's like, oh, cool. We haven't seen this for a while. Let's get into it again. Especially being the comic nerd that I am and the cartoon comic nerd that I am. Like, I especially would appreciate that because, and I think people would agree with me, is that what we, what we read in the comics is what we want to see on the screen. I understand, and I've, I've said this to nauseam on a bunch of times, but I understand, like, uh, directors and writers, they want to have their own spin on stuff. Okay, cool, to a limit. But we, as comic people, like, that's what we want. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not, we could talk about this forever, but, um, like, the Phoenix Saga, that's one of my favorite, all-time favorite I was so looking forward to that, that character being, and like, they, badass. They fucked it up twice. 
Yeah. In different in different things. And it's just like, dude, enough. <laughs> enough. But enough. I'm excited for the prospects. Yes. I mean, a, a new ver like an actual MCU version of the X-Men. Um I'm excited for the thought of Deadpool 3 because I know you don't like Ryan Reynolds and whatnot, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. But I love Deadpool. and um, I'm annoyed the, because I really like Deadpool, the character. Mm -hmm. I just don't like him. <laughs> so who, who, would you, who would you think would do a better job? Oh, let's see. Um, I could put a Ryan Gosling in there. You think so? He's so much funnier than Ryan Reynolds. I'm sorry. Ryan Reynolds was never funny or cute. I don't see any yeah. appeal at all. Yeah. I find him I find him like very like a wannabe Jim Carrey. Like that's how he started yeah. and it was very like I, I got it. I got like his references and stuff, but I'm also not a massive Jim Carrey fan. Not his comedic. I'm more into his drama, but like I I just I, I don't know. I just never liked Ryan Reynolds. He was in that like sitcom, like guy and a girl in a pizza place. I didn't really like him then. Like, it's not like it's a movie that I didn't like him in. I think it's just like his brand of like funny is just, I don't find funny. So I don't get it. And I find him more obnoxious, especially the older he's gotten. I find Ryan, Ryan Gosling has really like grown into his humor. Yeah. He was always like really like self-deprecating and stuff in like in interviews. But Ryan Gosling was like, always doing drama when he was younger he was everything he did was like murder by numbers and like yeah, the united States of leland and like half nelson and like lars and the real girl like he did he was like indie he was like jake gyllenhaal he was like mm. straight indie when he was in his 20s and he was always funny in interviews but like no one really sees them but now that you see him and now you see that he's in these like dark comedy like the good guys obviously now with barbie he has so much range and he also can do action and now he can do like action comedy. Have you seen the trailer for that The Fall Guy? Like about that old TV show that was on mm -hmm. a long time ago. Him and oh, Emily. Yes, I have. Him and Emily Blunt are going to be in that, and it's like action really? comedy, and they both are like really good at it. They're yeah, both like really cute. funny, and they can do action stuff. So like, I don't know. I just prefer that kind of style, and they're both Canadian, which is funny, and they're both named Ryan. <laughs> but like, I like Ryan Gosling better. I think he'd be a good Deadpool. Uh, maybe, yeah. I mean, the Fall Guy looks kind of weird, but I don't know. I think it looks funny. I don't think I'd say in the theater. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, like, the Gray Man was awful. But the best part about the Gray Man was Ryan Gosling. Chris Evans, uh, it it's, remains for him to be, like, anything more than Captain America for me. I've yeah. seen him in two or three other things after fairly dramatic roles. And I've just been like, ugh, you still are Cap. <laughs> like i'm not like feeling like you can be someone i'm just seeing captain american do this other thing and i don't want to see that like i want to kind of forget but that's what happens when you're in a movie that's like that big <laughs> and like it's same with buffy like i know you're typecast but like she's buffy i mean it's gonna be hard for me to see her as anything else even when she was in that wolf pack show it was like this is buffy but yeah i don't know i guess it's just it could happen, you know. But yeah, I'm I'm I really like Deadpool, like the character. I like his I don't like the guy who was in Silicon Valley who was like in that with him. But I doubt he's gonna be in the third. Mm. The guy with the red hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, is he in the second Deadpool? I've seen the first one. Yeah. Is he gonna be in the third? Probably not. He doesn't like work anymore. 
I, that I don't know. I don't know who's going to be in the third one. I know there's some returning characters and some new ones, but I might see the third because I like Hugh Jackman. I know like, I like him as Wolverine. So if if they're going to be in it a lot, if he's not just like a cameo, like if he's actually in the movie with him, then I'll, I might see Deadpool three. Yeah. I could put aside my <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> just like I mean, Deadpool that. one was definitely better than Deadpool two, but I I, I like that. Um, you, uh, you, small universe you know wasn't brad pitt in the second one or am i like getting that mixed up yeah as the cameo oh oh he was yeah maybe i did see that one was there like a scene on a highway or was that the first one where he was like trying to formulate a team there was that uh that's the second one yeah that's the second one i probably have seen the second one too and um the 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 fat kid that had the powers oh i did see the second one okay i saw both Wow, you got you got him, Reynolds. <laughs> Two zero, <laughs> me yeah. zero. Okay, sorry. Back to Austin Powers. Yeah. Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery, uh, it was in 1997, directed by Jay Roach mm-hmm. and written by Mike Myers himself, and premiered May second. What were you doing May second? We were in school. We were in like we eighth were grade. <laughs> we were in school. Yeah, we were. We were in like eighth grade. Like uh, that's that's gonna bother me. Like I don't remember if I saw it. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't. In the theater. I saw it in the theater or not? I don't know if I did. Um, but I remember having the VHS, the DVD, um, of course the soundtracks when soundtracks were a thing. Um, I know. I remember. I remember the second movie, The Spy Who Shagged Me, actually had two CDs. That one had a sick soundtrack. I remember that that had a good soundtrack. It was just so much more music. Yeah, the first one was so good. Oh god, yeah, of course. Um, and then the third, the third soundtrack had one CD. And And it was Beyonce had that single, right? Yeah, it was like, of course, like an extended version of like Gold Member that she performs in the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Uh, it there was a cover of oh my god. I think I'm going to start this podcast. I'm going to put it in the beginning the Austin Powers. He's yeah. the man for you. All I remember was um, the Beyonce song of like, he's got the minus touch. And he oh, touched- that's right. Hey, go remember. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, Lord. The Beehive's going to come for you twice. How dare you? Hey, ruin- I I like Beyonce. It never said I didn't. I just said she wasn't the best actress in the world. Well, that that is a fact. I mean, that is a definite fact. She's not. That she's not the best actress in the world. I it's not Beyonce. Like, I feel like her acting is in her music videos. That's and, true. She's bomb you know, at that. Yeah. So so stay. She knows how to. She knows to stay. Kind, well, more or less in her lane. However, comma. I'm Uh-oh. just. I'm just thinking about it. Do you remember? I can't remember. It's it's called like Obsessed, I think. The um, song? Oh, the no, movie. No, no. The one with Ali Larder where she's fighting over yeah. Idris Elba. <laughs> yes. I feel like whoever directed that movie gave her like bomb ass direction. Yeah, that was good. I was going to say, that was actually like a good movie. I want, I want that Yonce back. <laughs> we should do that at one point. Yeah, that's why Jerry O'Connell's in there too. <laughs> It's like the most random cast. It's like 2009. It's like the most random cast. 2009. Yeah. Oh, it's produced by Will Packer. 
Who? He's like a big producer. I think he, he produces a lot of like Hollywood movies. And then also Beyonce was in that Carmen on MTV. It was like a hip hop. Oh, the hip hop. <laughs> yeah. Will, uh, Will I am and uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah so that, that was another like beyonce acting thing but it's true she does know to stay in her lane i mean for god's sake she doesn't have to do anything she, she comes really- out and does like a whole show this yeah. whole like world tour she did this summer and then she's gonna like go away for like two years and then come out with this amazing she hasn't even done the visuals yet like the visuals you know? haven't even come out yet and she has the movie in the theater yeah. where you can oh. like go see her show <laughs> like in the movies well not yet it's coming out yeah, but I mean, she's got that too. So I mean, yeah, she's yeah, true. she's she's doing fine. I kind of want to see the Beyonce movie. Let's like, go in the theater. Yeah, let's go because like I let's like her music, it. and yeah. you know, I didn't go to the show. I wasn't paying a thousand dollars to go see her. Oh hell no! <laughs> but I'll go see in the theater. Okay, like, that'd be Let's cool. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Let's it's do it. A date. <laughs> it's a date. It's a date. I asked Charles uh, yesterday. I was like, "Hey, um, would you?" I think that Jai has converted me and I kind of want to see Killers of the Flower Moon. I was like, do you no. want to see it? Charles, goes, Charles just gives a... <sighs> Isn't that like a three-hour, four-hour movie? It's like three hours and like 20 minutes. I think he said he looked it up. He was like, he didn't give me an answer. And I was like, well, I kind of <laughs> want to see it. I was like, and Jai said it was really good. And she was like, you kind of have to see it in the theater though. And I was like, oh, man, I was like, I do love Leo and I do like De Niro. I'm sorry. I saw Oppenheimer and I filled my like long movie quota for the oh, year. Oh, Oppenheimer was so good. I was like transported. <laughs> I, I didn't even yeah. know what time it was. I was like so into it. Like, <laughs> oh, it was so good. But I feel like I won't get that same impact when I watch it again at home. Yeah. Like, it's just, I'm glad that I did see it in the theater. Like, it's made for a big screen. Just the oh, way that sure. they do everything, the sound and like, you know, all That's that. So, so loud. It yeah, was, it was pretty loud. You no, know, I'm gonna sound like a grandpa, but that was loud. Yeah, it was kind of loud. Yeah, <laughs> they're oldies. More oldies. Um. Oh yeah. Sorry. So we already talked about our first impressions. Yeah. Uh, my first impression still wrote. Still never seen the James Bond movie. That's how we went on our movie tangent. So sorry yeah. about that. It was about me not seeing James Bond. Um. <laughs> so we can to. we can move to behind the scenes now because we have a lot of behind the scenes. <laughs> so we're gonna waste time talking about how I haven't watched Bond. But we'll do one on the pod. We'll we'll do a Bond movie. Like my first yeah. time. High level, probably find it disappointing for some reason, but well, I don't Gold, think I will. But... Goldfinger was actually really good. Which one? Goldfinger and, uh, or Goldeneye. Goldeneye. Oh, but I don't want to watch a new one first. I got to watch an old one. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I got to watch like how it started, you know? You definitely don't have to watch them like in, in a order. Row. They're all different stories. So there's no like foundational knowledge that you get from the very first one that you like need to know? I mean, I seen the old ones in forever, but I don't think, I think they're all like, they're like standalones, but there probably think, is a through line. Like if you yeah. do watch them, it's like Marvel movies. Yeah. Like you can watch them all on their own, but there is like this bigger story that's but kind of going like, on. But it's not like somebody says, oh, Pierce Brosnan 007, you're going to be, you're done now. You're going to be replaced with, you know. Oh, it literally just is a different it's still mm-hmm. the same James Bond, but it's just played by someone else, but they never acknowledge it. Exactly. Oh, I see. Okay. That's kind of sort of like, I'm as I said earlier, that I'm watching The Crown. I think I'm pretty sure it's like that in The Crown, because I haven't gotten to where they switch cast yet, mm-hmm. but they'll just like 
start the third season like with new people and they'll probably just refer to their and you're like oh okay we get it like yeah, these people are playing the other character yeah you like figure it out yeah yeah for sure cool but... so behind the scenes i'm leaving this oh, wait i'm gonna give you the stats and then i'll leave you to the notes uh imdb gives us a seven point uh seven out of ten which i find abhorrent and really offensive because that's crazy um rotten tomatoes critics give it a 73 which is out I honestly I think because Rotten Tomatoes was invented so far after this movie came out that mm-hmm. they pro I can see how people who would watch it for the first time would be like this is dumb like I don't get it like what's the big deal um audience gives it a 77 eh, not much better but I feel like this is one of those movies that really means a lot to watch at the time for sure because at the time we were all nostalgic about the 70s so that's why another reason why this movie was like even more funny because people like the seventies was only twenty years before like it wasn't that long and the world had really changed a lot so when they show that bit of him like catching up on history and he's mm-hmm. like wow so much has changed and then you know Vanessa's like well you know it's pretty cool you know we have freedom and stuff but it's not the same you know like th- things have changed the Berlin Wall came down like all- and he's like wow I missed all this like all that had like just happened and now it's so long ago that I feel like if you watch it now it'll be like why are they making fun of the 70s like mm-hmm. okay like I get it but like it's too over the top but for us it was like that was the thing like yes. 70s and like you know it was like kitschy so um okay budget was 16.5 million that's quite a lot for the 90s mm-hmm. i think and they made 67.7 million yeah, it was a big movie it was definitely like a big deal this movie and, and guest stars to boot <laughs> yeah i mean yeah everyone was really famous like they got you know like robert wagner and like will ferrell obviously will ferrell and mike myers were on snl if you don't know and if you're too young to remember mike myers was like one of the like legendary uh actors on snl in the 90s like mm-hmm. peak snl 90s was like him and uh dana carvey yeah and like chris rock and like norm mcdonald and like phil hartman oh phil hartman i know it was like such a great like his cast was another really great cast they were like mm-hmm. what late 80s early 90s i think yeah maybe david spade and chris yeah, farley yeah. may have been in there with him too yeah it it was really cool. Now, this actually, I always wondered if this was an SNL movie, because in the 90s when they started to make the SNL movies, like Night at the Roxbury and uh, like what Superstar, yeah, Wayne's World might have been the first one yeah. that was made yeah, from like a character. That started off as a skit. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, that they just like, yeah, it was done so much that they turned. And they did it all the time. The Ladies Man was another one that was like a 70s oh. guy. <laughs> Tim, Tim Meadows and they had like you know what I wish they did I wish mm-hmm. they did a movie of goth talk with Molly Shannon and Chris Kattan oh my god that would yeah. be so I love goth talk like their skit but they did so many skits but this is not an SNL movie which is kind of funny and I think he might have hosted SNL like he wasn't on it anymore and I think when this movie came out I think he hosted so too, like yeah. around that time or something yeah um, that's all I have for the stats. There's a whole bunch of behind the scenes, so I thought I would leave it to you because I was oh, like, I'm not gonna write all these yeah, down. I mean, There's so many. There, there was at least like sixty I saw, but I narrowed it down to like I wanna say nineteen. Oh nice, okay. 
so bear with me. Um, it, but it, <laughs> get a but, snack, folks. Get a snack. Get a snack. Um, but I found him really all interesting because you know, I mean, the more yeah, I don't know, I don't know anything. Know. This is cool. <laughs> um, but Mike Myers has revealed in interviews that the Austin Powers character was created based on a couple of instances involving his family. His father loved watching British comedies with actors like Peter Sellers and Sir Alec Guinness. <clears throat> who I don't know exactly. Yeah, I don't um, know who that is. So Mike always wanted to play an English character in comedy. Um, Mike also said that one night after coming home from, ho- from hockey practice, he started flirting with his wife in an English accent. <laughs> and his wife laughed and told him to write the routine down so he could, so he could do it again. Writing the routine down led to the script. But then he did it so many times where she was just like, okay, stop. <laughs> you know who he reminds me of? Mike Myers. Hmm. I feel like he reminds me so much of like what Jack Black is now. Yeah. Like Jack yeah. Black is like, he can create a character. And also another person that like me and Jules always like send memes of Jack Black to each other, like back and forth. Yeah. And I'm obsessed with Jack Black. Like he just seems like the most amazing person in the whole world. And he's so funny. And I feel like Mike Myers is like, the first iteration of like that kind of guy (laughs) like she's just really silly and funny although for me it's weird because i like jack black but i can only handle him in small doses like will ferrell oh yeah you're like that with will ferrell too like i mean i like him but i mean will ferrell in elf i love that movie I don't um, love Elf. Hot take. Really? I mean, I like. I mean, I like it, but I don't yeah. love it like a lot of people love yeah. it. Let's put it that. But way. I don't like the Ron Burgundy. What is it? Uh, Anchorman. You don't. I love Anchorman. It was. It was cool. <laughs> it was cool to see like for one and done. But then the second one wasn't as good. The sequel was freaking awful. Yeah, no, it wasn't as good. Jack, with Jack Black, like I love School of Rock, <laughs> but <laughs> some of his other stuff, I'm just like, okay, stop. High fidelity. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, but what? he's so good at high fidelity. Yeah. Okay. I'll get Orange it. County, that one he's in with Colin Hanks. See, I didn't like that one. Oh, I thought that sorry. was funny. <laughs> That's okay. Sorry. Okay, sorry. I'm taking you off track. Okay, yeah. Um, my second one is um, Mike Myers originally wanted Jim Carrey to play Doctor Evil, but Jim Carrey eventually passed due to scheduling conflicts because at the same year he was in the movie Liar Liar. Oh, I saw that in the theater. Yeah. I that don't know I why. Um, I know, right? I don't I, love Jim Carrey like that, but I do remember seeing the theater. Maybe it was one's birthday or something. But um, so that's when Mike decided to take that upon himself and be like, "Okay, I'll I'll do two characters in one." That's so cool that just by kind of happenstance he gets to play another character, right? <laughs> um, the actor Joe San, who plays uh, Random Task, the oh guy. Oh my god, this is wild, right? <laughs> is serving a lifetime prison sentence for the torture of a 19-year-old woman in 1990. Crazy. He went uncaptured until 2008 when a DNA match link linked him to the crime. According to the victim, she unknowingly had a copy of this movie, Austin Bowers, in her home until her attacker's identity was revealed in 2017. He was what? sentenced to an additional 27 years for murdering his cellmate. <laughs> How? Isn't that so that means he was a fugitive when he filmed yeah. this movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Announcing like to everybody. Yeah. Yeah, like what about when they cast you? They don't do like a background check. I. 
I guess. To see if, I guess they probably don't see if you're wanted. I mean, that's like a weird thing to do. Like, cause it's back in the nineties. Like, yeah. what would you do? Like call a cop station and be like, Hey, I have these actors. Like, are they wanted? Like, yeah, I guess that would never happen. They don't, ba- they don't do background checks on directors. Well, they definitely don't. Well, they should. Yeah, they definitely should. Well, a lot of them probably haven't been caught, unfortunately. So they yeah. might not even be in the system. Yeah. That's true. the problem. Is If you're not caught, then we don't know. <sighs> yeah, right. Crazy. Um, My uh, fourth one is Minnie Sterling, the actress who plays Frau Farbissinoff. Um, <laughs> she improvised her lines about the Lucky Charms commercial. Oh yeah, which I fucking love. <laughs> like I, I she's supposed to be ago. German, right? Isn't that her? <laughs> yeah, she's supposed to be yeah. German, yeah. Bring in the fanbox. I know. <laughs> Scott. <laughs> <laughs> she calls Scott. Oh um, my next one is Doctor Evil's appearance: bald, bald head, gray suit, scar over his eye, cat on his lap. <clears throat> Excuse me is based on um, Bond's arch nemesis, Ernesto Stavro Blofeld. Blofeld, sorry. <laughs> Blofeld. Blofeld. Um, and he was portrayed by Donald Pleasance in the movie You Only Live Twice from 1967. Um, oh. His voice and mannerisms are based on longtime Saturday Night Live executive producer Lorne Michaels. His voice? That's what Lorne sounds like? Apparently. Oh, no way. That's I, really I've funny. Only, I've only seen him, like, or hear him talk like twice i think yeah i don't think i feel (laughs) that's really funny (laughs) that it's like based his mannerisms and like sound like his voice is based on more michael isn't that crazy dr evil um (laughs) yeah i can't i yeah but ironically and because i'm a a huge fan of the halloween franchise donald pleasance who i just mentioned was the star of well one of the stars of the halloween series um he was uh the doctor of michael myers he's also in the great escape with steve mcqueen oh yeah and lots of other haughty actors in the 60s mm-hmm. like james garner and oh. but he's uh he's he's uh like oh the forger in the pow mm-hmm. camp he like gets all the documents and stuff and helps them forge documents to like yeah. escape it's cool um my next one is ted um, the real name of the, the Sphinx cat that's played by uh, that, that played Mr. Bigglesworth, well, the second iteration when he's like skinny. the hairless one, the hairless one <laughs> was very fond of Mike Myers and often delayed filming by sleeping on his lap. Oh, I so love those cat, the cat, at, the Bigglesworth from the beginning, like the fluff, the, the fluffy one. one yeah. yeah, I was just like, yeah, yeah, those cats are cool. I know we just mentioned earlier that we're like not cat people, but like that long haired cat's kind of cool. <laughs> Look what you did to Mr. Biggo's work. I know. <laughs> and didn't people want those hairless cats, like, after? Yeah, yeah, like, when that movie was out. Ridiculous. But, yeah, that's why you see, like, and maybe it's a goof in the movie, but at some point you see Mr. Bigglesworth like, actually, like, sleeping, and then, like, two seconds, he's, like, fully awake. <laughs> um, so funny. In the same scene. But, uh, sorry, my next one. In the Las Vegas bar scene where Austin flashes the peace sign and is, la- and is laughed at, um, Mike originally wanted Austin to be drinking a Zima to show powers desperately trying to be cool and failing. Um, Zima. <laughs> Zima, right? But so in the funny. movie, he's, he's drinking a Tab Cola instead. Uh, Coors, the owner of Zima, which I didn't know. Really? Uh, Coors yeah. on Zima? Wow. Right? 
um, were keen on the idea until they realized that they were being mocked. And I know, I was going to say, because Zemo was like a joke. Yeah, oh god, yeah. Oh, for sure. It was gross, and it was like, it was really heavily promoted. Yeah. Like, I remember Zima everywhere. Like, yeah. even though we were children. But yeah. I feel like they made it be like, we want to drink Zima, even though it was like a malt liquor or whatever. Yeah. Um, And it, we, I had a keychain. Like, they were doing like, yeah, like they were doing like promo, like out at like a grocery store. Like, people had like Zima, like bags and like merch. <laughs> it was weird. Like, they really promoted it. And then I don't know what happened. It just like went away. But I think they tried to bring it back. To try to make it like the nostalgia, but I don't know what happened. If it's yep. maybe it's still around, I don't know. Let us know if you're out there drinking Zemo. <laughs> There's somebody drinking Zemo right now. Yeah, there definitely is. They're like, um, hey. <laughs> right. Um, my next one is the British television series from 1966 called Adam Adamant Lives was a strong influence behind Austin Powers. Adam um, Adamant Lives was about a Edwardian adventurer who is revived in 1966 after being frozen by his evil arch nemesis, the face. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Adam is bewildered by swinging 60s London and fights evil with help from the beautiful uh, from the beautiful granddaughter of his sidekick who helps him adapt to life in the swinging 60s of London. Oh, so it like is a definitely kind of a carbon copy. Uh, yeah, take <laughs> off from the 60s, yeah. 60s, That's yeah. so funny. Um my since we were talking about um 007 earlier, the the real ones, not the parodies. Um Daniel Craig, the more recent uh 007. Um he was the sixth actor to play James Bond. <coughs> Excuse me. Um went on record to say that quote unquote Austin Powers messed up the James Bond film franchise. Why? He was just he was just mad. The producers feel, feared people would not be able to take James Bond seriously after Austin Powers mocked the campy nature of the series. Um, this apparently led to the darker and grittier Casino Royale reboot of. Oh, <laughs> I didn't. Which I didn't realize. I didn't realize it was a re a soft reboot, basically. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Um, That's interesting. Because, like I said, like they never say like you know, who's taking over 007 and, you know, so it's... It just comes out. Comes They're just out. like, here's the new movie. Yeah, they don't explain oh, anything. Okay. Yeah, I have to accept it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, this is the new iteration. Yeah, like, what else am I supposed to do? Um, For all you anime fans out there, the fembots were voiced by um, voice actress Wendy Lee, who is best known for her English dub performance as Faye Valentine in the anime adaptation of cowboy bebop that started in 1998 oh cool i never <clears throat> i mean I've, I've only seen like a couple episodes and apparently they're doing a live action version of that too because um, oh. we were talking about anime earlier yeah yeah, yeah um sorry i'm almost done um i i just found these like really really interesting yeah but, that's uh, cool every austin powers movie was released in the same year as a james bond movie um, oh by accident i think i think accidentally on purpose <laughs> yeah i guess so yeah um the the first one international man of mystery and and tomorrow never dies from oh. real were both released in 1997 um the spy who shagged me the second one and the world is not enough 007 were both released in 1999 
and gold member and die another day the one with madonna um were both released in 2002 <laughs> all the bond all the bond films listed starred pierce brosnan as bond oh yeah that was that era yeah yeah it was like the 90s era and i actually never really saw a day another day because madonna's like the fencing instructor i guess oh is she in she's in is it oh guy Ritchie directs it doesn't he yeah oh okay yeah and that's when they were yeah married or dating or yeah yeah. and she actually has the theme song it's called die another day (laughs) oh die another day yeah Yeah, Mm -hmm. i remember that song yeah um my next one is in recent years mike myers considered getting a prequel of the trilogy off the ground most likely a parody of casino royale from 1967 um according to director jay roach um, he says, quote, we have, we have a concept based on a prequel where Dr. Evil and Austin are together in the 1950s as young men in some academy. Of course, something goes wrong. Jinkies. Um, <laughs> Dr. Evil goes off to some zone and Austin launches the British Revolution in American music and um, just to annoy Dr. Evil. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this could be really bad if it actually comes to fruition or really good i i mean it would have to be like people our age and stuff like watching it and even even yeah. when we were like 14 or whatever when this came out it probably was funnier for people who are like gen x who grew up on james bond uh-huh. like who obviously knew all that like i didn't even know the references because i was just i was younger i was like a teenager yeah. but i still found this funny yeah. but i'm sure it's like a whole nother level of funny when you grew up on James Bond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's just like scary movie. Like yeah. we think it's funny because we grew up on Scream. So right. we know like all of the reasons. But you could watch it and just think it's a really funny like spoof right. movie. Right, exactly. You know, but then the fact that you know exactly what it's like making fun of is like, you know, the mm-hmm. other joke. It's that extra bonus of like appreciation. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Demi Moore produced it. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I always see her name and I'm like, Demi! Demi. <laughs> My cool. favorite, I know, my favorite Demi Moore, not only Ghost, obviously, but um, G.I. Jane. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that. In, I've only seen that once, G.I. Jane. It's been, like, forever. Yeah. So good. My my stepmom and I actually went to the theater to see that. To see G.I. Jane? Yeah. That's funny. It was the most randomest movie to get together with, and I was like, okay, sure. Whatever. That is a really random movie. Right? It's, like, um, an ultra-random movie. Right. Um... My next one is Pamela Anderson auditioned as the lead fembot, but obviously didn't get it, I guess. Um, you can't resist us, Mr. Powers. Powers, Powers, Powers. She was already in VIP, wasn't she? Or, I think so. Or Baywatch. She, maybe she was no, still no, on no, Baywatch? She was, Baywatch still, yeah. she was still on Baywatch, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> VIP, or VIP, VIP was in 2000-something, right? Uh, no, I think it was late 90s. Was it? Yeah, oh, I'm looking okay. it up right now. I'm pretty sure it gives me 1998 vibes. Mm. Yep, 98. Oh, wow. Okay. 98. Oh, it's on Tubi for free. We have to do the first episode of VIP. Yes, yes please. I would it's love so to good. <laughs> like, it's so good. I never, I've only seen a couple episodes. Same. I've never watched it like beginning to end. I would just catch it when it was on. It was kind of like quote unquote bad, but it's probably like not that bad. <laughs> wasn't VIP like a Charlie's Angels-esque? Kind of. Well, she is a like a bodyguard she kind of like falls backwards into being a bodyguard valerie irons so the name is like valerie irons protection it's like the agency that she forms and then she has all of these other like model women 
that are bodyguards. Like they're the bodyguards that you would yeah. never suspect that they're like protecting people. It's really good. Just oh, their okay. own agency and stuff. It's cool. Um, I'm almost done. Um, Austin mentions that he found out that Mama Cass from the Mamas and the Papas died from a quote unquote ham. Oh yeah, sandwich. ham sandwich. Ham sandwich. Um, this is a, a reference. Excuse me to an urban legend that claims that she choked to death on a sandwich. Her real cause of death was a heart attack. Oh yeah, that's what I thought. I thought she she yeah. was really young too. Mm, she was like, like in her thirties. Yeah. Um, my next one is the character of a lot of Fachina. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of Fachina. Yeah. Um, is based on Fiona Val- uh, Volpe. I think I think that's Valpe. Um, the female antagonist from the James Bond film Thunderball from nineteen sixty seven. Oh, so it really is like James Bondy. Sure yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. My next one is the actress Rhea Perlman from Cheers and the Matilda movie mm-hmm. <laughs> um, was offered the role of Frau, but she decided to pass um, and Mindy Sterling eventually got the role. Upon the film's uh, massive success, Perlman went on to say it was one of the roles she regrets turning down. Oh, moment. damn. Yeah, that would be interesting. Like, I need that Zack Snyder cut. <laughs> yeah, of Rhea Perlman you know. as Frau. Yes. And she was recently uh, in the Barbie movie. Oh yeah, she, she was, was like uh, the bar. She was like the one who created Barbie. Yeah, yeah. And oh, I loved her in Cheers. Oh Jesus, wasn't she? she was, isn't she married or was she married to Danny DeVito? Are they still yeah. married? I think they're still married. Oh yeah. okay. Yeah, they're like the old like fairy tale couple. I love them. They're so cute. <laughs> so cute together. They're both like little. <laughs> and they were both in the Matilda movie too. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, my next one is Austin Powers shares a story similar to Marvel Comics superhero Steven Rogers, aka Captain America. Cap. For those Marvel nerds out there, um, both are blue suit wearing agents who originated from um the bygone eras, in which Powers is from the sixties and Rogers is from the forties. They both end up frozen. Austin voluntarily freezes himself into this into stasis sleep, while Cap crashes into the Antarctic and freezes inside the ice. Which is crazy. Right. Like, how is he frozen inside the ice, but because he's Captain America, he somehow is, like, magically preserved? Like, how? Drugs. (laughs) What the fuck are these things? And how come they're not just giving it to the whole U.S. Army? Exactly. I don't understand why they, like, even thought, like, they saw there were no side effects when they could freeze him for, like, 70 years, reanimate him, and have him still acclimate and kick ass. Why were, (laughs) there were no downsides. He didn't even have roid rage. He nope. was fine. <laughs> no, Fucking, why didn't they juice up the whole army? Right. Come on, Cap. What is it? Uh, Stan Lee and probably some other guy who wrote it with him too. What the fuck? Yeah. You guys could have made them like, then that's when they all turn on everyone. Like the yeah. US army would end up being like this, like, you know, all Captain America's, but then that, that would probably be like the enemy or something. Pretty much. Like in yeah. another book, in another comic book. <laughs> but finally, uh, both Powers and Rogers are awakened in their present eras and resume their battles with their old foes, Red Skull and Dr. Evil, who are oh. now planning world uh, domination. So That's true. Yeah. Um, my last two is uh, Sam Raimi, the uh, director, uh, he, the good and bad director. Um, <laughs> was he did the, what? He did Evil Dead, right? He did Evil Dead, but the... Uh, Spider-Man? Spider-Man? Spider-Man No Way Home, <clears throat> something. No, didn't he do the one who did the the Toby ones? 
The last one. Oh, he did Sam. Oh, no, he did those. He yeah. did those. Yeah, didn't he do the to- all the Toby ones? Yeah. Did he do the last, uh, the last Holland one? one? Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. So he was that originally- one was good, though. He was originally considered for directing this film. Really? To do Austin Powers? Yeah. <laughs> Can you funny. believe that? Yeah, yeah, that's kind of funny. Um, And then my last, last one is the shushing scene. That's what I'm going to call it. Oh, was yeah. Improv- by Mike Myers and Seth Green themselves. That's like, so funny. That's <laughs> I um, love yeah. Seth Green when he promoted. I was a massive, I had a massive crush on Seth Green when he was yeah, like yeah. in this and also in like Buffy and uh, Can't Hardly Wait. Like a bunch of shit he was in in the 90s. He was on Conan, I think, uh-huh. one time. And I think it was either during Buffy or this, or it could have been the same time because he took a leave, not leave of absence, but isn't the reason why he left in, spoiler alert, season four of Buffy, um, when he leaves, isn't it because he wants to do movies? Yeah. Like Seth so. Green himself. Mm-hmm. But that was later than this, though. He must have done this movie when he was on like summer break. Probably oh, when probably. Buffy did, like, I know he did last summer or, like, mm-hmm. one of the other things she did. That has to have been the time. Because, yeah, that other one was, like, season four of Buffy was, like, 99. Yeah. Or, like, when he, like, left, left and, like, didn't come back. Um, so, yeah, I guess it was not time. But, yeah, he's so funny. Like, Seth Green was promoting it or, like, whatever he was doing. And it was he did this really funny interview with Conan. It has to have been in, like, the 90s. I haven't found it, like... I don't think anyone's uploaded it to YouTube. I'll have to look again, but it was so funny. I think it was for Austin Powers. Um, But yeah, that's, that's all I have. Oh, cool. All right. Well, another chock full uh, section we have is fashion. Dina Appel did the fashion. She also did all three of the Austin Powers movies. And now and then the movie now and then, Uh uh-huh. Really? Yeah. yeah she did, did, have you done that movie? No, not yet. It's on my uh, list, though. We should. But it's... not yet. That's a summer one. Yeah. Yeah, that's a summer one. But yeah, it is on my list to do. But yeah, she did that. <clears throat> a ton of other things, too. That's not the only thing, but that was like one thing that stuck out to me. I love that movie. So this is like kind of impossible for me to talk about. <laughs> like, I can't <laughs> break down yeah. every single thing. So I kind of took these like broad notes mm-hmm. because I was like, I can't break down everything because it's everything. Everything. And every extra. Ev- I mean, it's not just like what the main characters are wearing. It's like what everyone's wearing yeah. and the production design. I mean, just Austin's plane alone. Like, right. <laughs> it's like, there's just too much. So I kind of like, I just wrote, I love Mrs. Kensington's cat suit in the beginning. Yeah. With her like glasses and her amazing outfit. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Also, Scott Evil's Kurt Cobain shirt. I mean, right. I mean, that was like, I have that shirt. I still have that shirt, but I had that at the time. But I loved his outfit too. He has like the orange shirt, like all really colorful. I love how everyone has really colorful clothes on, but I yeah. loved his Kurt Cobain shirt. Um, mm-hmm. All of Vanessa's clothes, I love that she had this very like Gwyneth Paltrow like Calvin Klein minimalism yes. 90s thing going on, except for that when she had that yellow dress on, it's like yeah. a sweater dress. Then she has the amazing silver outfit, like spacesuit outfit yeah. where they have to blend yeah. in at VirtueCon. Yeah. And she looks like Charlie's Angels. I love her hair and like the high pony that like flips up. 
um at the bottom like she just looks incredible like yeah. you could i showed um mikey earlier in the car because we were together that she wore this amazing i'm pretty sure it was a versace, versace dress that mm-hmm. has the safety pins like all down the side and it was like this big red carpet it's moment adorable. adorable. Uh, it's incredible like, i can't believe i've never I, I don't remember ever seeing that i know i can't believe that's like one of the classic elizabeth hurley uh looks yeah. Um, that one and another one. She had like that purple. It was like a purple Versace dress too. Mm-hmm. I think that was like another really, or or no, maybe that one's like the Hervé Leger like bandage dress, where it's like really really tight, like a bodycon dress. I think she had one like that. Um, but that was just so cool. I love the disguises at VirtuCon that they're wearing <laughs> yeah. when they try to like smuggle in, and she's wearing like this like seventies leisure outfit, mm-hmm. <laughs> like kind of like a like weird wig and like this polyester like really cheesy 70s like out of like, totally out of place like uh barbie-esque yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like really weird um the femmebots i mean the pink with fuzzy that, the pink fuzzy budget. looks <laughs> so good with the robe that has the fur like fuzzy trim like that's really cool all of the like the bra that's like silver that uh-huh. has the guns in it and like studs all around it. So cool. The robes at the very end, I love. And when they're in the honeymoon suite. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And he has the blue one and she has the yellow one. They're like piping, like contrasting with the other robe. I love that. And then my favorite all time of the entire movie is not even in the movie. It's <laughs> the post credits photo shoot scene. Yeah. with austin taking photos of like vanessa kensington and i'm definitely going to clip it because i found it on youtube without the credits rolling alongside it so you can actually see it and it's him taking photos of her in all these like super cool 60s and 70s mod clothes and i also uh-huh. love that austin powers like alter like not alter ego but like one of his other jobs is photographer yeah. <laughs> like i love that he's always has a camera and then sometimes when i when i shoot people like it, rarely but depends on it sometimes i'll do the like i'm not even shooting i'm not even shooting it's crazy <laughs> like it's, it's, most people know what it's from but yeah, yeah. that's that's why i forgot how much i really loved like that one scene where they're doing the photo shoot and then I like the it. people like bust in you see like the assistant come in and he's like no 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 give it to me give it to me yeah and then he's like i'm born and then i shoot <laughs> and then i'm yeah. born and then i shoot it's like so good that's probably my highlight of the whole movie but that's basically like my broad fashion notes because there's just so many <laughs> they're all just so good i stupidly took like a bunch <laughs> yeah what do you have you have them like frame frame by frame like almost, almost. in I this mean, scene it was weird because like and and we've I, I i've said this before like i'm crazy not like a mate uh sorry uh brain fart um add i'm totally add but my brain how hope hyper focused on just the opening scene alone oh, i know and i was like freezing it just to even look at everybody and even the background um so i'm sorry but they these these were just like too good to not mention um the first thing alone we have austin powers's pinstripe light and dark blue suit yeah blue and white ascot with an orange button down shirt underneath with white polka dots um the black girl behind him on the right side Okay, hold on. I'm I'm gonna I'm trying to find like a wide shot of like all of them dancing oh. where it shows like the whole cast. So Let's if see. you're oh yeah. If you're 
if you have the TV in front of you, um, <laughs> the black girl behind him on the right side has a really cool yellowish, like orange, dark pink and light pink striped sweater. Oh, cool. That's really cool. Um, the white girl on the left of him <laughs> has an awesome tie-dye looking like long shirt jacket thing. I don't know what you call it. I'm trying to find it. Oh, I see. Okay, I found. I think I it found is? a good picture. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I love the schoolgirl outfits with dark navy jackets and matching hat. Yeah, they're so cool. I think they're schoolgirl. Yeah, I, mean, I think I they are. Yeah, they're like uniforms. Yeah. Um, one man in the background on a bicycle um has really cool dark brown pants and his long sleeve button down shirt that has like really, it's an interesting pattern. I don't know what it is. Um, but the, it's dark brown and tan and it looks like flowers, but I can't really tell. Oh, cool. Um, that was really, really cool. Um, there's two other girls in the opening sequence. The one that starts, uh, like they start dancing in sync. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they have really cool outfits. The one on the, if you're again, like looking at the TV, um, the one on the right of him has these like has this cute sherbet dress with yellow polka dots and a matching sherbet ascot. Um, cool. Sorry. Um, I'm no, 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 it's cool. Um, the girl to the left of him has a cute dark, uh, it's like dark and light pink diagonal striped dress with like a Pepto-Bismol colored beret. Oh, cool. Really, really oh, with awesome. the tights? Yes. Yeah, yeah, and the orange boots. Um, yeah, there's a blonde woman somewhere in this opening sequence that kind of resembles like Rainbow Bright. Really? It's got like a blue dress, but like rainbow, uh, rainbow sleeves. Oh, see, I'm trying to find it. And she has a purple vest on with multiple colored striped long sleeve shirt underneath. Like I said, a matching purple skirt. Um, it's like vinyl, I guess. Oh, cool. Um, or they look leathery or pleathery. I don't know. I mean, pleather wasn't a thing back then, right? I guess vinyl. Vinyl. Probably vinyl, yeah. Um, there's a young guy wearing what looks like really soft red pants. Um, oh, like velvety. Almost, I guess. But it's kind of like what reminds me of um, Regina George's mom's... Uh... Oh, velour. Thank you. Yeah, like a velour suit. Yeah, like a velour tracksuit pants. You know more about material than I do. Yeah, so. like a velour tracksuit pant. Yeah. yeah, totally. Um, But he's sporting like a shiny Pepto-Bismol pink colored long sleeve button down. Yeah, um, I see him. Yeah. <clears throat> there are three women that pose for Austin Powers when he takes off his, when he takes out his camera. The one in the front has this like yellow big birdie type fringe outfit, which is really cool. She's got like that hair that's kind of like twisty. Oh, cool. Um, which is awesome. Um, and then has like a hint of orange on the top of the collar of the dress. And she's got like matching orange ball shaped earrings. Um, oh, cool. The girl in the middle, <clears throat> excuse me, has this like tic-tac toe pattern on her outfit, which is like a violet, I guess. And then the, the symbols are all in white. And she's got like matching gloves. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, that have like one has an X, one has an O on it. And then um the third girl in the back looks like she's got like a on a it's almost it, it almost looks like a cardboard dress, like not a real one. Um, but it's like red, maroon, and pink stripes um on it. 
and each stripe has these like white circles on them. Kind oh. of like, I don't know what you call it, but it doesn't look like a real dress. It looks very plasticky or cardboardy. It's everything is so cool. Like I don't know how they even dress these extras yeah. for just this short scene, but it's not that short of a scene, but but still, it's not even focused on them, but they all look amazing. 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 Um, my second note is that, and like we were talking about the plane, like it's not, oh a my clothes, God. it's not a clothes fashion note, but it's more of a fashionable vehicle note, you know? Um, the spinny I mean, bed. The, like the spinny bed, the tie dye colors on the outside. To I everything. know, yeah, the outside. Um, the leather cross stitch door that separates the cockpit from the main cabin. Yeah. Um, that's fucking amazing. I want my front door to be that way one day. <laughs> Dude, well, like you just saw Priscilla. I love how he had those doors uh, in his bedroom. Yeah, oh he had the black. God. Like <laughs> so cool. Um, the really cool wallpaper on the in on the inside of the plane, it's kind of like indigo blue with random yellow stripes. I love that they kept it the same for like 30 years. Oh my god. I love how they were like, We kept your plane <laughs> for you, Austin. I was like, What? They maintained yeah. that plane for 30 years. Jesus. <laughs> like, how? What yeah. money? And who is paying this? Like, the British taxpayers? Right. It's like, he, he works for, the for like, the government. Um, the zebra pillow covers. <laughs> um, the white circular lamp that's, like, above the bed that's, like, triple tiered. Oh, my um, God. Uh, the leopard print bedspread on the bed. It's like moved. all clashes, but still it's, goes at the same time. It's, it's, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's just like they they just threw up all over that plane and made it a beautiful mess. I know <laughs> it's really cool, and I even his that. outfit in that where he's wearing that like orange blazer and like it. neon striped pants. Yes, <laughs> I did. I did mention that and. What did I say about it? Um, fuck. Excuse me. Um, I'm not sure if like the outfit is like tweed. It looks like tweed. It looks like corduroy. Maybe it's corduroy. That jacket, yeah, but I'm not sure. Like, the orange jacket he's wearing on that. Like I love his long sleeve collared button down shirt. It's mm -hmm. kind of like with white dots. He's very like shirt with white dots during the whole movie. That's very 60s, I think. Those patterns. Or, like, very, like, London swinging 60s, like, yeah. what you would wear. Because, yeah, I think he has another polka dot on later when he's, like, doing things around to, like, catch up on the 90s. Uh -huh. yeah. And I think he has, like, a green one with, with like, polka dots, too. Welcome to, the, welcome to the 90s, Austin. You're going to be very lonely. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, I love Vanessa's, like, cream white turtleneck. Like, you called it, like, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Very Gwyneth Paltrow minimalism, yeah. yeah. And, like, and like the matching sweater over the over her shoulders, it's very like um, posh spice. If she worked in an office, very, like very, very. not spy um, out where at all. Uh huh. Like we were talking about the fembots, like without question, um, because they 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 come out with like two different outfits, right? Mm -hmm. One one is like the the cutesy pink baby doll like sleepwear, and then the second is. What is the second one? Well, the first one is the sleepwear. No, the first one the is... One is no. The second one's the sleepwear. The oh, first what? one is like... Oh, okay. they're like silver. That's right. I think it's like all silver. The And that's the one that has the bras with the studs. Yeah. The bras yes. are in like the fuzzy ones. The guns are in the, the guns fuzzy in the bras. bras at the end. Yeah. yeah. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I love Austin's wine-colored outfit with the frills. 
Oh when yeah. Her in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, another Vanessa thing. I love her breakfast at Tiffany's black dress when she and Austin are on the top of the bus with Burt Bacharach. Oh yeah. Very breakfast at Tiffany's vibe. It is, yeah. It's really like but, simple and cool. And I and love I, those cat suits that her and her mom God, the cat suits. both have, yeah. The black ones. Um I need I need a Zack Snyder cut of <laughs> Than as Elizabeth Hurley as Catwoman. <laughs> oh, I know. Like, would, she would I, be a really good X Men. I uh, like if she had made one in the if the when the way they made the one in the nineties. There was like Rebecca Romaine as like Mystique. Oh, uh-huh. Like I feel like she could have played one of the X Men, mm. like in the nineties, because she was like that kind of girl. Yeah, she was. She was she like was. totally like she was a good she's a good actress. Like she's mm-hmm. not bad, and she was like so pretty. So they could easily put her in, like, I don't know, not not like Storm, but I don't know what other, like, female X-Men there are. She could have been, like, Rogue or something. Well, I was going to say, Storm is black and will always be black. Well, that's true, yeah. <laughs> no. But, I mean, I'm trying to think of what other, like, besides Mystique. She could be Mystique. She could be If Mystique. it wasn't Rebecca Romaine. But, like, what other, like, women X-Men are there? Rogue and... She could be a Rogue. Yeah, she could be a Rogue. They didn't have Rogue in the early ones, did they? only the fox property um it was anna paquin she's the first one the only she, one she yeah. wasn't in the one that had uh rebecca romaine no yeah that was like the early no, no, they no. didn't rebecca have romaine was was the fox property oh or she wasn't it was rogue not in that first x-men she was oh was uh, she fox, yeah she was the yeah she was in the first oh first... i don't know anna paquin was that one okay cool yeah. uh, or what is it psylocke yeah she's a she's a girl right yeah Mm. so she could have done psylocke but they psylocke i don't think was in the early one no no yeah there were some characters that like weren't in there yeah they only have the main ones okay cool sorry something else it's okay oh okay Um, okay. i just have two more um i love austin's dark blue and light blue striped pajamas oh yeah Yeah. (laughs) um since he said the the robes and then my last note is uh i love vanessa's pinstripe power suit with the like the collar poking outside the the jacket. Oh yeah, that's right. When they're in the hotel. She looks so cool. Oh my god! Like all she, the time. Clothes like a glove. I mean, both of them. I mean, she's like a model. I mean, she's like model yeah. shape. That's why even off uh-huh. duty or off movies, she always like on red carpets. Like she was one of those girls that was known for, like you know, turning looks for sure. Yeah. Oh, but that's so cool. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. Just a few notes. <laughs> yeah, that's not that bad. Um, let's see. I mean, I already mentioned it before, but let's let's talk about the music. Yes. Um, hold on, let me go back. I mean, I have to say, just as a note, if you are at all one of those people who likes physical media and you are down to collect something and you want to hear something, because I just looked on Spotify and the complete soundtrack is not available. Like there are songs missing and there are, I want to say about half the songs missing. There's 17 songs on this album, but there are a good six songs missing. So not half, but there are good six songs. So I'm sure the CD is crazy cheap on Amazon. It probably is like $5 or less. If you really want it, it's a great soundtrack. <clears throat> it's like, I love the BBC song. I love the transitions too, like in the movie. Yeah. Where you see him and his band play. Like Austin does everything. He's a photographer. He has a band somehow. 
like and he's singing and i love how they do like the bbc song it's actually like an amazing song like i sent it to jules the other day because she was like really bummed that we were doing it she's like you're doing austin powers <laughs> and i was like yeah she's like oh my god and i was like i know she's like i, I wish i could do them all <laughs> i was like i know i was like well you i was like we well, can do it later like in some years if we're still doing this podcast we'll just redo it <laughs> like it's fine i love this movie and she's like oh my god the soundtrack so i sent her like that video of the bbc one bbc yeah. two and i was like i love this song she's like this song is like actually good <laughs> i was like right. I was like, I know, it actually is, like, not a funny parody song. It's actually a good song. It really is. <laughs> yeah, which is funny. Um, but, yeah, we've got Edward Collins, the Magic Piper of Love. Magic Piper um, of Love. We've got Anthony Sinatra, These Boots Are Made for Walking, which is... Classic. It's like... That's actually not on the soundtrack. No. Yeah, there are some. There, there are so many songs in the movie, and the soundtrack is great. Like, that's crazy that there's a song that's oh. on the soundtrack but the soundtrack is so good the group strawberry alarm clock which i i love that name i know um, me too Sense and peppermints mm-hmm. when i when what is that the is that the song that's playing when they go to the club mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. the electric psychedelic the pussycat electric club <laughs> oh it's pussycat swingers club sorry <laughs> um we've got the cardigans with carnival um sergio mendez yeah it's like a super famous song it is yeah um we've got female of the species mm-hmm. by space i don't know that band but i know that song really well yeah um the the lightning scenes no no blah, blah, blah. the lightning seeds uh you showed me love yeah that's a good one they also had a song on the clueless soundtrack oh, the lightning right. seeds yeah, yeah. I think it was change. Don't ever change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Quincy Jones and his orchestra, Soul Bossa Nova. That's the, oh, isn't that the theme? Yeah. Yeah, the like opening theme. Um, da, 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 da. The group Luxury with These Days. That's the song playing when he does the photo shoot at the end. Yes. With Vanessa. There's There are two songs playing, but that's one of them. Yeah. Um, the Divinals with I Touch Myself. <laughs> like the best like, part of the movie where he's like dancing so when the, the mods are just like short-circuiting yeah I love it. so good then, uh, mike flowers with call me just call me oh no tell me and i'll be around um some girl named Susanna hoff with the look of love oh the look uh-huh I can't sing, people. So you know, sorry. That's when he's in that uh, a lot of vaginas penthouse. That's right. Um, Bert Backrack with the what the world need now, what the world needs now is love. I love that it's this and the posies. Like I yeah. love how the first half of the song is the classic Backrack song, yeah. and then it morphs just like in the movie when they're doing like on top of the bus. You know, yeah. um, I love that it like morphs into like a modern version of it. Yeah. I'm wondering with like the guest stars just alone, kind of like what we were talking about with the, what was that movie we were talking about? Because of the budget being so high. I know. The budget was high. 16 million for like the 90s. Hey, some of these people. I mean, you know. 
Yeah, I mean the soundtrack alone has like pretty yeah, like pretty big people even in just like the divinals, like that song was a big single when it was okay. out. And Burt Bacharach's a big deal and George Clinton. Mm-hmm. Like all that kind of stuff. Um and then I have the broadcast with the book lovers. I don't remember that song. It's one of the ones I can't remember. Yeah, George S. Clinton with the shagadelic Austin Powers scene medley, score medley, <laughs> and that's it. That's all I have. And then they have the, the Wonderments. Has the Austin Powers? Oh, okay, he's yeah. the man yeah. for you. Dun, 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 such a great soundtrack. I wish such I, a good soundtrack. I honestly wish that, just like what I said about the Spy Who Shagged Me, I wish they had two CDs. I know. Yeah, they could have. I love how they did that for Dazed and Confused. Like, oh, they yeah. had one, and then there was so much. I mean, Dazed and Confused also is, like, a, a music movie because there's so much music in it, and it's so important to the story that they, they made a second one. I wish they made a second one. One of my disappointing soundtracks, like, there were also some 90s soundtracks, I have to say, that were disappointing, where you would expect to hear all these songs that were in the movie, and instead you would get a soundtrack that was, like, inspired. They tried to do that sometimes, yeah. but they would do films that were like, you know, songs that were inspired by the film, but they weren't actually in the film. And they might have like one song that was in the movie, but everything else you're like, this wasn't even in this. Like Disturbing Behavior is a good one. Disturbing yeah. Behavior has like maybe three songs on that soundtrack that you actually hear in mm-hmm. the movie and everything else is like, what is this? Like this was not in the movie. I mean, it's not bad, but it's just not in the movie. And even The Fly Has Got You Where I Want You is not featured in the film like that. But it was the lead single from that soundtrack and it was incorporated like Katie Holmes is in that music video. Yeah, she is. (laughs) Yeah, so it's like they try to use it, but it's barely featured in the the movie at all. If at all. I don't even know if it is. But yeah, it's interesting. They could have made a second one. But apparently as I was looking just through here on the internet, this was not big in the theater, granted, I told I said that it made sixty some million. It got big on the back of VHS rental. Mm-hmm. So technically, when it came out, it didn't do that well in the theater. And then I remember also I remember this that MTV like heavily promoted it. And I think I saw a clip that on YouTube there's an hour special that they did with like all these celebrities and Austin Powers. Like they really pushed it as like. I guess it came out in May, but like, you know, a summer kind of movie. So, yeah. And he was pretty big. Like, Mike Myers was already like of Wayne's World fame and SNL fame. So he was already like well known. He was doing all these like character kind of like comedy movies. Also, Sherry O'Terry's in this. She's like in the plane. Oh, yeah. I think she was like young on SNL. Same with Will Ferrell. Mm -hmm. That was maybe like their earlier days. And then they were obviously on it you know well into like the early 2000s and stuff but they were like still the new class when mike yeah. myers was there and it was like you know they actually might have been on snl but i don't think mike myers was in 97 i think he'd left by then but yeah, yeah. cool a great soundtrack can't mention it enough uh i'll link the one that is on youtube or not youtube is on i shouldn't try to find one on youtube because they're probably all the songs are on there but the one that's on spotify just has things missing but it's such a good cd to get it's so good okay. um okay so on our last section favorite scenes and lines this was really hard for me because the entire film 
I mean, is like quotable and hilarious. And there are all these little funny moments. It was really hard for me to like pick out the best ones, but do you have any, I mean, my first note is just like the opening sequences is iconic. You know, (laughs) like, I don't know what else to say. (laughs) Um, My first one is I like, I honestly love the opening scene with in Dr. Evil's lair. He's like um, freaking Dr. Claw petting his cat. Oh, yeah, Dr. Claw and Spectre Gadget. That's what I was trying to think of earlier. Mr. Bigglesworth. And the first line in the entire movie comes from Dr. Evil when he says, Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) welcome to my underground lair. I can't do the voice. Um, Welcome to my underground (laughs) lair. (laughs) I love that that is Lorne Michaels. Like, (laughs) I just find that now I have to, like, find something with Lorne Michaels. I want to hear if he sounds like that. I have gathered here. I, I have gathered here before me the world's deadliest assassins, and yet each of you has failed to kill Austin Powers. That makes me angry. And when Doctor Evil gets angry, uh, Mister Bigglesworth gets upset. And when Mister Bigglesworth gets upset, people die. <laughs> people die. And, and, and um, what is it? Doctor Evil pushes a button, and one of one of his uh, assassins flips on his chair and goes into this opening on the floor and it's like in, in prison instantly and burned to death. Yeah, it's like you see the flames come up like where uh, the chair was. <laughs> but it doesn't stop there. There's more. He continues to get rid of not one, but four assassins within like seconds. Yeah, like he's just like, you didn't do it either. Goodbye. I'm just like, what? Why'd you yeah. kill your whole team? I mean... <laughs> And then he has like a whole, almost a whole new team later. Um, he keeps Frau Farbissina. Yeah. And, is, um, thank God. And, uh, oh. number two. Oh, and number two. Yeah. They're like the two that he keeps. Um, what's your, what's your second? My first one, te- oh, first. my technical first one is I love when we first see the thawing process of Austin. Yeah. Like so I love how it, I love how they're like warm liquid goo phase complete. <laughs> and then you see all these different phases that he goes to. I love that the whole scene where like it's like the whole fucking scene. Like it's like 15 minutes when he gets yeah. his personal effects and he gets that Swedish penis pump. Like and then he's like I don't know what that is. That's not mine. And Vanessa's just like standing there and he's like that's not a thing is in my bag, baby. And the guy's like um Swedish made penis pump larges and me. This sort of thing is my bag, baby. By Austin Powers. <laughs> and he's like he and then he goes like huh. <laughs> and he's like okay fine. And then he leaves it there and then Vanessa like walks away and then he goes like and the guy goes ah ah ah. And he like forgot it and then he goes all right all right all right put it in the box put it in the box let's go. Like that whole bit was just so funny. And also I love how when he like reads his personal facts, he's like, all right, here's your ID. And he's like, Austin, uh, Austin Danger Powers. And then she's like, Danger. He's like, Danger's my middle name. <laughs> like, it's just so good. And yeah, it just, we get all those like, this is when we start to get like the funny transitions too yeah. of like the band where it's just like random like instrumentals of like him and like him freezing. It, his face is so funny his teeth are horrible and it's supposed to be like a crack on like british people which granted it's not like that now but in the 90s i guess it was like still a thing where it was like really funny um but it's it's like so ridiculous and i love how he just like flirts with vanessa when he like is reanimating and he's like his inner monologue isn't there and he's like 
says everything out loud. He's like, I hope I didn't say that out loud just now. <laughs> and then they're all like just staring at him. Like there's just so many bits of that reanimation. I don't even know what I'm going to clip for Instagram. I'm <laughs> having like a really hard time. Where was the one where he's like in the casino and he's like, I would like to introduce myself something. Yeah. He's uh, like, I allow me to allow, allow me. myself to introduce <laughs> myself. <laughs> Um, one that was that was my 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 third one was the revival scene with the uh when he's like peeing and and the robots like complete, complete oh yeah complete. evacuation complete <laughs> and then it like pe- pe- keeps peeing again. Um, my my last one. I mean, like you said, the whole movie. It's is the fucking- whole movie, yeah. Um, but my other favorite scene has yet to do with Doctor Evil as well. I think it's like the third or fourth scene and again it's in his underground lair and he has just gotten rid of mustafa aka will ferrell <laughs> oh yeah and as dr evil continues to talk to his compatriots you hear mustafa yelling from the pit someone help me i'm still alive <laughs> only very badly burnt <laughs> and, then really like, badly burnt. and then he's like hello <laughs> anyone i'm calling ambulance i'm in quite a lot of pain. i'm in quite a lot of pain and then you hear, like, the door open. And he's like, oh, you, you're here. Boom. You hear, like, two shot guns. You shot me in the eye. <laughs> you shot me right in the arm. Why, oh, would you, why would you shoot me right in? And then you hear another one shot in Dr. Evil's face. It's just, like, priceless. And then he continues to talk. Yeah, then he, like, keeps talking. Like he, And then he heard the door close. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, right. And then he, like, keeps going, keeps going. I'm just like, see, I love, and again, like this kind of goes back to like, I I can handle Will Ferrell in small doses. That's just a small enough dose in the movie. <laughs> That's not for him. <laughs> oh yeah, it's I I love Will Ferrell. He's just so funny. <laughs> it was it was hilarious, and then those goddamn eyebrows that he had, <laughs> and like the hat. Yeah, the little the little like Abu hat. From yeah, Aladdin. from Aladdin. Yeah. I think it's like Moroccan or something. I don't know where he's yeah, supposed to be from, right? Because his name's yeah. Mustafa. Mustafa. I'm like, where is that from? That could be from a lot of places. I don't know where that is. Yeah, that's yeah, really funny. Yeah. Oh, um, God. But yeah, that's all I have. But... Oh, okay. I have a few more. Yeah, yeah, um, I love just being introduced to Scott Evil. Yeah. Like when he first comes out and he's like, come here. Give me a hug. And he's like, no, get away from me, you one-armed psycho. <laughs> like, you one-eyed psycho. He, like, runs away from him. Um, I really also think it's funny that um, Austin is in the hotel in Vegas, and then he's at his computer, and then it's like, you've got mail. <laughs> and then and then, he, and then he sees that it's, like, Basil. And I'm like, why is, like, CIA, like, MI6, why are they sending emails? <laughs> like, unsecure emails are supposed to be like mission impossible they're supposed to yeah. be like sending some note that like blows up or something like so no one finds it. i thought it was funny um my other favorite scene it's one of my favorites and i'm definitely clipping is the group therapy scene with dr evil and scott evil and like fathers and sons oh yeah and he talks about like his home this is why i would actually love a an austin powers or dr evil prequel because he talks about his family and he's like my father 
was a drinker. <laughs> and then he's like, my mother was a 14-year-old French prostitute. Named Chloe. Yeah, with, with webbed feet. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, and the way he, then he like delivers this speech, he's like, my father would womanize, he would drink, he would start making outrageous claims like he invented the question mark. <laughs> <laughs> like, so funny. He calls chestnuts lazy. Yeah. And then, like, everyone in the group therapy, like, starts, like, crying. Because they all think they have, like, such horrible relations with their sons. And then he's like, um, you know, like, it's the end of the end of the world. And it's like Carrie Fisher, right? Huh? Isn't she, yeah. like, the, the therapist? She's like, the end of the world. It feels like that, doesn't it, sometimes? And he's like, no, no, no. And then he's like, well, he was actually trying to kill me. And she's like, I know it seems like that. He was like, no, um, he's quite right. Actually, I was trying to kill him, but he's quite wily. He's like that. He's like his old man. <laughs> he's just so funny. But I love when he like gives the rundown on his like family life. Like yeah. I was howling. Like, like <laughs> I, I feel like if I were ever to try out for like a, a musical or a play that would be like my tryout monologue oh, it really should be someone if you're out there and you're an actor and you're going for some kind of role i implore <laughs> someone to use that monologue like it is so good it's so so good ladies i implore you take the corolla <laughs> i don't know why that never mind Oh god. There's so many good quotes. I love the when he's when Austin's trying to get out of the throes of the fembots and he's like, Margaret Thatcher naked on a cold day. Margaret Thatcher naked on a cold day. Like and it like it just that's really funny. I love the um I love the end ransom with um and they grab uh Scott and like Dr. Evil's like like we're gonna kill him. He's like, kill the little bastard, see what I care. <laughs> like he's, he's like, Dad, what? Like, there's just so many, like, random things. I love the, like, really crazy, impossible situations that they put him in that are, like, easily escapable, which mm -hmm. is, a, like, you showed me that clip when Mike Myers was on Jay Leno promoting it, which is yeah. basically, like, I guess in James Bond films, like, he's always put into this weird situation that he could get out of, and then they, like, close the door, and they're like, wait, you're not even checking to make sure he's not going to escape. And then Scott does the same thing. He's like, wait, you put them in the tank with the sharks. Why are you closing it? We could watch them. We could watch together. He's like, no, Scott, that's stupid. Why would I do that? He's like, he's going to get away. <laughs> like, it's like, just like funny things like that. Like, also, I just love at the end that they get married, like out of nowhere. <laughs> like, no, that's right. all yeah. of a sudden, I love how Vanessa is just like, Mommy, why? What was Austin like all those years ago? And she's like, "Well," and she's like, "Did you ever do anything with him, Mommy?" And she's like, "Oh no, I was married to your father." And she's like, "He is something." And I love all those bits where they're like covering up their like um, bits with like food, yeah, like in the morning with like moving, and then she does it later when they get married. When like mm -hmm. Basil calls and he's like, "Did you get the fruit basket?" And then she like grabs the cantaloupe. She's like, "Oh yeah, I did." Like, it's just, that's really funny, too. Like, all the little, like, gags that they have throughout. They have just really funny, like, comedic gag jokes that are really smart and not cheesy. And, I don't know, in, like, a dumb way. They're, like, really intelligent, funny jokes, I think, is is why I like it so much. Yeah. But it's yeah. it really, like, warms my heart to watch. This is an ultimate comfort film. I forgot how much of a comfort film this is. 
Hmm. um for me until i was watching it and i was like i used to love this movie like it's so wholesome and funny it really is like i really like it and i i definitely do miss mike myers yeah i do too like now that we bring him up i also miss the fact that he has intense range because the last time we talked about mike myers he was playing steve rubell in 54 and he was incredible like i didn't know it was him Mm -hmm. like at all like i love him in that role that's actually like we did that movie a super long time ago but if you have not seen 54 it is such a hidden gem like it is such a good movie that i feel like didn't really get its due when it came out it was kind of like there and then left but Mm. i feel like in the director's cut we reviewed the director's cut because it was a completely different film and we're imploring all these 90s directors to please show the original director's cuts like we're still waiting for disturbing behavior we're waiting for like all these things that studios didn't like because i that was a totally different movie in 54 what we saw in the new one um versus like what was cut and shown in the theater it was crazy but yeah Mm -hmm. but yeah I mean, this is a great movie. I'm super excited that we got to cover it because I found out so much more about the behind the scenes that <laughs> oh I had God, no idea really about. There's so much more. Yeah, there's a ton. On if, if, if you all go on like IMDb or Google, just like behind the scenes, Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. I mean, like so much. And YouTube, but, like there's some YouTube yeah. specials and okay. stuff. But those were like my highlighted ones where I was like, oh, this sounds really interesting. It was so cool. And I hope everyone enjoyed our random, like, uh, kind of off track. We went on like Marvel land, but sorry, not sorry. (laughs) Um, It was cool. It was fun. And yeah, I mean, join the Patreon. Please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and listen to the show on Spotify and then give us five stars over there. And join the Patreon. There's tons of cool stuff over there. Daria's going to be going up soon. Actually, it probably will be up by the time you hear this. Mm-hmm. And two more episodes of Daria interviews. we got to figure out what to do for Forward Flash and Backtrack. And maybe... Oh, we should do VIP next. Yes. Just the pilot of VIP because okay. it's so fucking cool. I think it's on YouTube and it's on Tubi, so it's it's readily available. But until then, we will see you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.